0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. According to the Lord. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and his brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his native place. And among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Gospel of the Lord.
1: I mentioned several years ago about a poor Claire nun in a monastery in Cleveland, Ohio. Her name is Sister Angeline. I saw her often when I went there. She was rather old by that time and somewhat bent over and a little crippled. And she would always smile, and I would smile back at her. It was all that we ever did was smile and wave a little bit. Some years ago, I went back to say Mass there. I, whenever I'm in Cleveland, I like to go to the poor Clares. And there's one sister I'd known for a long time came back to me and said, Sister Angeline died. And I said, oh, sister, I'm very sorry to hear that. And she said, Do you know, she was a saint. And I said, I'm sure that she was sister. And she looked me straight in the eye and said, no, Father, I mean the real McCoy. <laughs> and I thought, ah. And I thought, all these years, I've been passing this woman who was recognized by not only the, the nuns, but the whole community to be a saint. I never knew it. I never spoke to her, really. And I missed an opportunity, perhaps, that I will never have again. Perhaps you've had that happen to you in your life. Remember another woman... Who was recognized as being very holy? And this woman I knew well. Spent much time with her. Very gentle woman. Went to mass every day. I had a certain beauty in her appearance, a certain calm tranquility. Holiness does that sometimes. I only found out later that she suffered from terrible depressions. They would come on her from time to time. She never knew when they were coming or how long they would last. She often had to undergo electroshock therapy. But she would never have known it. That was part of her holiness. I miss that too. We often miss those things, don't we? Because people seem so ordinary. Remember St. Maria Escrivá, whose feast day was last month, when Pope John Paul II called the saint of the ordinary. The ordinary things. So we often miss the most important things in life because they seem so ordinary and people because they seem so ordinary today's gospel speaks of that our Lord goes to his own home he goes to the synagogue and the people are astonished they knew him when not easy going home sometimes is it people have known you since you were a child They aren't very impressed with anything you've done, probably. They may be, if it's impressive in the eyes of the world. But if you're a saint, they won't care. That's not something most of us have to worry about. In any event, they're scandalized. Where did this man get all this? Notice, they don't know him. He was with them all that time, and they still don't know him. What kind of wisdom has been given him? Wisdom. He is wisdom. And they never notice that. What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Now notice the question. Is he not the carpenter? They don't simply say the carpenter's son. Is he not the carpenter? The son of Mary. That's important. And the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon are not his sisters here with us. Once again, please remember that the Hebrew and Aramaic languages had a certain poverty when it came to words for the extended family. They referred to people as brothers and sisters. Our Lord had no brothers and sisters in the sense of, of blood. In the Old Testament, for instance, in the book of Genesis, Lot is referred to as Abraham's brother. He wasn't. He was his nephew. They didn't have words for it. We know that our Lord was the only Son of the Blessed Mother. For one thing, uh, people are referred to as his brothers and sisters, but no one else is referred to as the Son of Mary except our Lord. He's alone in that. And also, on the cross, to whom does he give his mother? Not to a relative, even. He gives her to the beloved disciple, St. John. So our Lord, then, is known. His relatives are known. They know he's the Son of Mary. And they took offense at him. Imagine, they took offense at him. They couldn't believe that he was who he said he was. Notice what happens then. Our Lord speaks to them. A prophet is not without honor except in his native place. They said, go home, but not impressed with you. And among his own kin in his own home. As a result of their lack of faith, he could not perform any mighty deeds there except from, curing a few sick people by laying hands on them. That's all he could do because of their lack of faith. That's the problem with our world, a complete lack of faith, or rather faith in the wrong things. You'll find that's true with the church as well. There are often people who will wander away from the church trying to find some group that offers them what they want. So fellowship, excitement, activity, but the real activity isn't there, and the most important activity isn't there either. There are people, for instance, who will say, do you actually recognize Jesus Christ in what appears to be a piece of bread and a cup of wine? Yes, we do. We recognize him present among us. We recognize the reality of what he's come to be and what we must be also. Because only by that can we be transformed as we are called to be transformed by grace. Yes, we will recognize him when the rest of the world may not recognize him. We will see him where the rest of the world doesn't see him. We will listen where the rest of the world will not listen. This is why what we are doing here at this moment is the most important thing we can do. It's the most important action that has been given to us, the most important presence of Jesus Christ as he walks among us. I've mentioned that to many times the idea of the word of God entering into history. His own people couldn't accept it. Who did? The nobodies. Even his disciples and even the Twelve didn't understand for a long time who he was. And even once he told him, they couldn't quite figure it out. But we know that he has entered into history and walks among us and is still here. St. Augustine realized that so powerfully in his own life, remember? Remember? how he realized the presence of our Lord. For years, he didn't want to. He just wanted to run, to lead his own life. And then finally, he was won over. And all of a sudden, he was burning with love for God and for the Lord. He recognized him and admitted his presence. In fact, remember what he said? He said, You called and cried and broke upon my deafness. You sent forth your light and shone upon me and chased away my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me and I drew in my breath and I do now pant for you. You touched me and I have breathed, I have burned for your presence. Burned. So when you see a statue of St. Augustine very often he will have a book in one hand and a burning heart in the other. I read somebody the other day who said, I wonder if they were to make a statue of you, what would be in those hands? A book in one and a burning heart in the other? Or a smartphone in one and a pillow in the other one? It's a question we have to ask. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son, And trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be visible signs of God's presence, especially the church persecuted, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will listen to the prophets that the church sends and be converted, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering, dying, lonely, the frustrated, the confused, they may know that they serve God and proclaim Him in their suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected grace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, especially at the beginning and at the end, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life. Those young men and women who will be visible signs of the presence of Jesus Christ in our world. For a greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that having heard the voice of God in their own lives, they may then be visible signs of it. We pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed for all who travel at this time of year, especially our own parishioners, they may travel safely and return safely. We pray to the Lord. And finally, for all of us here, that our lives will reflect the grace that we have received, that we will be visible signs of our Lord walking in the midst of his people. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord and the Queen of Prophets as we sing.